Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. 
Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. And as always, we want to talk about the things that impact our lives now and in the future. And today is no different. I find myself coming to you today in turmoil because of some of the the issue that happened to five-year-old woman and ask you where is the humanity and compassion for people who have lived for a long time and as though we think of 65 years as young these days it is still a criteria once reached that demands respect And somehow or another, people now who refuse to respect people of color and even more refuse to respect people, senior citizens. It is amazing to me that a traffic ticket could turn into an opportunity for an officer to use profanity against a senior citizen 
And then man ha- handled this woman as well. And then suggests that he was trained to behave in that fashion. This police officer resigned, but resigning should not protect him from being criminally charged in some form of fashion. And those officers who stood around or participated should be charged as well. People need to learn that certain behaviors will not be tolerated. And because they may have a president who acts out of turn, we are not going to allow our seniors to be treated any kind of way. It is horrific, if not downright despicable. I was trying to evaluate how I could remain quiet, if not become physical, if I were to be in a room with a man that treated my mother in that fashion. My mother has gone to her creator more than 15 years ago. But if my mother and I was in the same room with the man that did it, it would be difficult to keep my hands to myself. We are getting to the position where it seems like we're going back. When we deal with a lot of young men having to deal with the bad behavior of officers, it's intolerable. But thinking about those same officers putting their hands on our mothers or our grandmothers, it's unthinkable. It is time that somebody brings some some thought-filled passion to this situation so we find a way to get beyond what seems to be understandably intolerable. There is no way that people should be working for the police department who feel justified in handling senior citizens in this in this fashion. Uh, Nate, were you able to to um, read the? Uh, li- I mean, look at the video. Um, Are you there, yeah, Nate? Yeah, actually, I saw the video. Yeah, I'm here. I saw the video. Um a couple of days before you had sent it to me and um and I watched it quite a few times. Um and he they actually had it on the news I think two or three days ago. I sat back and watched it and and I'm I'm trying to figure out um I'm I'm picking back on when when the guy had um when he resigned and he had emailed, he said he didn't he felt like he didn't do anything wrong to the way he was trained. And that's the way and that's what uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to touch on uh, the way you was trained, you know, because there's a lot of ways the Army trained me to do certain things. But at the end of the day, I still have to implement the way I'm going to handle a situation and everything. Yeah, I may be trained to fire my weapon, but if I can you keep from firing my weapon, then I'm going to implement that first. And the way he came up there and 
and um, he was one of the few ones on the one of the few last ones on the scene. Anyways, he came and just what he what he talked to that lady. He he ain't had no respect, you know, for her from for for, uh, for the get go, and everything. That woman was not she was no threat to nobody. She was no uh, liable threat to anybody, and for them to just grab her and snatch her the way they did and everything, I understand she was putting up a fight, everything. But somebody was telling me that uh, I was reading some of the uh, the remarks on the YouTube say it was it was uh, a wrestleable offense if you don't sign a citation. I don't know if that's part of true or not, but that could have been handled a lot more better than him coming up there cussing and snatching on her. Then on then on top of that, the rest of his um full of officers didn't even say anything to her. I mean, say anything to him, calm him down, anything like that. Hold, held him in check and say, you know, let's let, let's be gentle. Nobody took charge. You mean to tell me, out of all those officers, there was not a ranking officer to take charge, whether he was a senior officer or anything. There was nobody to take charge of the situation. They allowed the situation to get out of control. And the reason why the guy re, uh, resigned, he knew he was wrong. Then he gonna try to throw the department under the bus by saying this is the way it was the way I trained. And that part might be true. I don't know. You know, I, I really don't know. But because you were trained a certain way, don't mean you have to carry it out that way all the time. Certain circumstances call well, for different types of treatment. And I, when I was when I was in Iraq and everything, like I said, I'm not a police officer, but we was over the police and, um, you know, up that nation. When we went out and stuff like that, one thing we had to learn, you don't go in people's homes, muzzles up. You know, you don't go in there with your weapons pointed. And everything at the time when General Petraeus had to go, he was talking about winning the hearts and minds. So we was trying to be a community force and trying to get and trying to get along with the people so they can talk to us more. That right there, that should be a training film on how not to handle a situation. And whether she want to handle it, whether she want to sign a citation or not, that's fine. That's on her. But it didn't require that type of force, you know. Two things well, I was taught in the United States Army. Rules of engagement and escalation of force. The kind of force they gave her was not was a force that she gave them. And for, for that alone, all of them should be reprimanded and everything. The other officer just going to say, fine, you ain't got to write the, You ain't got to sign the ticket and let her go on by her way. And the ticket still would have stood. She would have had her day in court. But he wanted to try to arrest her because she didn't want to sign the ticket and everything. You already had the information. It didn't matter if she signed a ticket or not. You already had the information in the computer. You wanted to escalate it. So, again, I, I feel like there needs to be – these officers need to be retrained and put them in situations – like I used this word the other day, put them in situations on how to handle these certain things. You know, a lot of people want to call it sensitivity training. I don't want to call it sensitivity training. Let's just call it what it is, retraining. Educate people on how how to deal with different types of people, whether they of a different culture, age, uh, sex, gender, whatever the case may be. We want to have all this. And why is that? Uh, the guy who did do all the fussing because snatching on her. Why weren't the charges pressed on him? Thank you, James. Uh, Andre, we um, have all this sophistication and new wage equipment. Your signature is on your driver's license. Uh, it doesn't seem to me that it's required or should be required 
for a person to sign a ticket when you got all kind of ways uh, to verify who they are. Uh, you could scan their fingerprints. They have machines now that scan fingerprints um, right there on the scene, portable fingerprint scanners. You have a way of taking a picture of a person. Uh, they say that the signature is to verify that you are the person receiving the ticket. And it just seems that this is an antiquated way. If a person wants to protest the ticket by not signing it, there shouldn't be a reason to arrest them. And the other thing that I found even more humane, inhumane, and uh, a lot of what they did to this 65-year-old woman was that I found out that she was a Lyft driver and she had a customer in the back. And they told the customer to walk to work. I mean, it, it just showed that they just didn't have any sensitivity to being just kind, no type of kindness or humaneness whatsoever. I didn't get a chance to see it, Jane, so I'm going to have to pass, and I'm not necessarily in a position where I could uh, contribute too much today. I'll just listen mostly. Okay. Uh, Joyce, did you get a chance to watch the video? Well, I saw it on the news the other day uh, that you're talking about. Uh, you're right. It, it doesn't make any sense. It was someone was just called the police for being in the park the other day. You know, uh, they they call up. The dude was in the park with his son. They call in the police for being in the park. What about the the student who wanted to study, fell asleep, uh, getting prepared for examining? The chick called the police, saying that she doesn't belong. And all he did was the police told her to open up. She she can prove if you can prove you live here. And she said, well, yes, if I can show you my apartment, I, I opened the door. After she opened, that wasn't good enough. It was, it's just ridiculous. You know, every, it's just people calling the police on, every, on you for anything. And you know why? I, I feel that a lot of them calling the police because they know that most of the time when, when they call the police, somebody's going to die. It's a good way to just uh, shoot people up and kill people on a, on a, on a legal um, mentality, a legal way. Just think about it. Recently, most of the time when they call the police, somebody going in a, in a in a death bag. So now they're getting so they're just calling up police just to be calling them up for any crazy ass thing. It just doesn't make any sense. No respect. My thing is, what happens to the law when they can just talk you down out of a situation? A, 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 an officer is supposed to be calm at all times. He's supposed to be in control. But then his this this guy to me, he just wanted to show and show the others. Guys, uh, police officers, I feel that how big dog he is, or how how he got, you know, and for him to even talk to the passenger the way that he did and snatch her up, and it's just ridiculous. We, we can do better than that, and our law enforcement can do better than that, and we need to hire people that are able to do better than that. Not so much of the training. The training should come automatically, but they should have some value going into these type of positions. Thank you. Cheryl, you know, it is just, there is something called um, kindness and consideration. And you can't tell me 
that this man didn't know he was working, he was dealing with a senior citizen, and that he should have found another way uh, to deal with her appropriately. So it is just shameful that we've gotten to this point, and again, to make the passenger of the Lyft program walk to their destination is just crazy. I mean, what you know that these people uh, look like to me that they need to to have sensitive, you know, this training uh, periodically, not once a year, but they need to be reminded that they are civil citizens. Civil servants, I'm sorry. Good evening, and how's everyone doing? Um, I did get a chance to look at the video, and, you know, one thing that you mentioned, and Nate and Joyce touched on as well, you know, first and foremost, where's your manners? I mean, you know, where's your home training? We learn in homes to respect our elders. And, I mean, first of all, you showing no respect at all. And it doesn't matter what you trained when you approaching a person, even in life itself. That's not even no way to conduct yourself. So, first of all, you're showing that you didn't have no home training at all. And would your parents would be proud of, you know, doing this? And suppose that was one of your parents, meaning the man who did this. Um, you know, and just like Joyce was saying, I saw an incident where a young man took an elderly woman and slammed her on the um, cold creek and then slammed her in the, um, in the swimming pool. And to me, is that we have lost it. I mean, are we just raising wild animals and are in the progress of life? Have people just gone wild and... You know, and like I mentioned um, the other day, a lot of times situation has brought on anger, and they may feel anger toward another race, whatever the other race is, or a group of people, and they just have their in their mind fixated to treat them with no respect, and the whole thing is 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 a lack of knowledge. They don't even know and understand that they are human just like the next person is and that everybody should be treated with respect. Now, how would he like it if the tables was turned and that was done to his mama or to his sister or to his grandmother? You know, in no case you can use an excuse as that's the way we were trained. Well, then you got to question the training you know, with the emails and all of this. That was just, I mean, that was, I'm not sure if I'm on the same one because I know I saw the video where the emails um, as well. I saw a couple of different ones. And um, and I think throughout the investigation, I think it, yeah, it just is. But, I mean, this situation is just appalling and nonsense. And like Joyce said, the way he handled that that is enough for somebody to get killed in that situation. And I thought that they ought to not to escalate 
any situation at all, that at all times that they should have control over what's going on. And maybe they do, but they're controlling it in their way, in a violent way, instead of trying to do it in a nonviolent way. No matter how the person acts, you still don't act that way or even more so. So I think that was just an unnecessary situation, an excuse that didn't make sense at all. And I think that something needs to be done further than just him resigning. That's just the easy way out, a cop-out. It is uh, important that we recognize the whole totality of what took place. He was not even the first person on scene. He should have been able to control his emotions uh, and and handle himself much better uh, because there were other people there who had the situation under control. And I'm sorry, I do believe her age should come into play. She wasn't able to run away. She wasn't somebody they uh, may have suspected uh, might do her to them do them harm. Uh, this was a grandmother who was out uh, trying to make extra money, doing a lift, using her vehicle as a car, a as a um, cab, and all she was suspected of was changing lanes. It wasn't a speeding situation. She didn't put anybody in a harm's way. And, uh, again, I said, if someone were to grab my mother in that fashion, we would have some major problems. I could not imagine being in the same room with a man who chose to manhandle my mother or curse her out, speak to her, and the whole time that woman was asking for his supervisor and calling him sir. And so we have to, at some point, recognize that it is time out for this foolishness and what is being taken place in our country. We cannot tolerate being policed like this, Nate. I agree. And like, and like you said, she was being policed like that. And um, piggyback on what I said before, it's different uh, what people to serve and protect. I understand they have a difficult job to do and everything. And I know it's not always easy to be professional. I understand that. But that's sometimes that's a problem when you have more than more than enough police officers coming up to the scene because all it takes is one hothead to, for, for something to escalate. And that didn't have to escalate today. He came on the scene like it was a shootout and everything. It was, it was more than enough on there. I mean, to have that situation. So it, it didn't even have to... Um, I have to go go that far and everything. So my my my, my question is again, why whoever the senior officer was there didn't take charge, and why the other officer, whoever the senior officer was there would tip, put him in check right there on the spot and say, hey, you wrong, you dead wrong, because that's what we do. That's what we do in the army. If I'm wrong, they're gonna let me know right then and there. They ain't gonna wait till we get back to each other. Hey, you wrong. Uh, we gonna we gonna fix this right right here and right now. Because like I said, she was no imminent threat to nobody there. Nobody, and just like just like all the young ladies said today, oh, that's on the phone so far. Where was your manners? Where 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 was your 
uh, uh, manners as in growing up and saying, ma'am, yes, ma'am, I, I'm about like you. I wish somebody would cuss at my mama like that. Not even just my mama, my aunt, or somebody, an elder that I know, or an elder period around me. Now you, now, you put on that badge, you took an oath and everything like that, and you represent everybody that puts on a uniform. That's what we do now. Then on top of that, there's, there's no, 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 no recourse for your action. We just allow you to uh, to resign, then come up with some foolishness, or that's how I was trained. No. That, that is the wrong answer all the way and every day. That, that does not have to be. That lady is traumatized. Every time a police get behind her or around her, she sees badges, she... She may have PTSD for what happened. They supposed to have serve and protect her, but they didn't. They violated her. They frightened her. You might as well say they basically whooped her, in so many words. So the question is, where we go? Where we go from here? What are we going for? Because it's getting out of hand, and it's getting out of hand more because more of us going through that than the them than them than white folks going through that. You rarely see. A video of uh, African American uh, law enforcement having interaction with uh, with, with somebody that's white and it turns ugly. You rarely see that, but it's always the opposite side. You always see a white cop engaging somebody that's black. Now, how that's right? How that how that's balancing out things? And they don't need they they don't see there's not a need to uh, to retrain. They don't see the need to discipline. I beg to differ. It is a need to discipline because just like I don't know who said it was George Audrey or Charles, whoever said it said that's how people get killed. That's how people get killed. And then on top of that, it was another lady in the vehicle, like you mentioned. I saw when she got out of the vehicle because they scared her. They didn't tell her to get out of the vehicle. It was, it was so rough. They scared her. She got out. They didn't tell her that she had to walk to work. Last time I saw that video, it was at night on a highway. So all of them need to be disciplined. Yeah, it is um, obvious that these people are oblivious uh, to what is is kindness or consideration. And, Andre, you being a woman, and uh, you're not a senior citizen yet, but if you're talking intelligently and kindly to an officer, you should re- you should expect the same thing. And so something as simple as not wanting to sign a ticket should not get that kind of response from an officer where you're handcuffing a 65-year-old woman and dragging and using profanity against her. The more than just... Um, allowing you to resign, you should be charged with some kind of misdemeanor or something that gives you some jail time to think about your behavior. We don't let we don't let young people abuse senior citizens. They're special laws. Is it me, James, or someone else? It's you it's you, uh Andre. Okay. Well, first of all, I am a senior citizen. I'm in the AARP club, but whether I am or not, as everyone has mentioned, um, just the respect that's due anyone. I don't care what age you are. And you're right. We try to um, handle a situation such that, you know, 
you're in authority, but you respect me and I respect you. And uh, going back to the person saying that, you know, it was their training, I believe in he's thinking that a lawsuit would be filed against them. So he's just trying to prepare a case, to, uh, like I think it was D said, to um, divert the attention and responsibility from him. But you're exactly right. I didn't see the video, but just listening to you all, there was a lot of errors made. And, uh, you know, we have to just hold our officers accountable for doing exactly what they signed up to do, and that is to serve and protect. And from what I'm hearing, it didn't sound like that was the case. So, uh, Cheryl, let me just ask you, when you when an officer when an officer is stopping someone for a traffic ticket, that is a minor offense, and he should not be trying to escalate that to a criminal offense, or one in which involves handcuffs or taking somebody to jail. I also heard that she was moved not to she. She was taken to two different jails. So you got to ask yourself the kind of trauma that was involved with this woman being handcuffed and moved around. And then she had hypertension and uh, diabetes. So it took a long time for her to get up medication. These people were just willfully wrong and inadequate about how to deal with this elderly woman? You know, I don't think that um, they didn't know how. I just think they just didn't do it. Um, Where they got lost. um, And like I said, you know, policemen see a lot of things. They go through a lot of things. But when you get to the point where you start building up resentment and you start treating people in this manner, then it's really time for you to get off the force. And that's why I said that periodically they do need to have some continental evaluation going on. And I mean, this has been going on with um, with him for a long time because based upon the emails and all of this. So I don't see not notice or this was not something that other officers saw, I'm pretty sure. How long do they let somebody stay in the position knowing what they're going to be contributing to our community? I mean, he should have he should be in resign long time ago, long before now, and not at the expense of, and just like Kathy said, anyone. You know, there should be a level of respect Yes, for the elders, but for anyone, because they should treat in everybody else the way they would want to be treated, and I know they wouldn't want have wanted to be treated this way. So, and just like you said, everybody, everybody that was there played a part, and you know how we used to say a long time ago: if if you are with the ones who did something. You just as worse as they are, and if you didn't do anything about it, then guess what? You need to be reprimanded as well. All of them guilty by not just one of them. 
Exactly. Exactly. So we we got to we got to get to the point where things get better because we are losing lives because of this. This is and nothing new. Get worse. That, that, that wasn't new to him, Cheryl. They, they they have seen that before. The same people have gone out on those calls. That's how come they they had the destiny just to stand and watch him do it time and time again. And you better believe for him to have that type of demeanor to do what he did. He have done it before, and he have done it in front of them, and no one could stand up to him to stop it. This is their culture. Something got to be done with that. My thing is, right. I think what they're doing, too, is they, they, they put fear in black folks to call the police. They don't care what, what you're up against. You call the police, you you might die. So are you sure you want to call 911? Because this is what we're looking at. This is ridiculous. You know, something got to be done. What about, uh, and to me, it's not all, all blacks that they're doing. I think it's just it's just the mentality of the training. I'm looking at the one in Flagstaff, Arizona. Well, this guy punched this chick in the face. He held his fist and punched in the face. And just yesterday, what they did, they reprimanded him that he had to go get some type of training for, uh, I forgot what they call it, uh, his temper, temperament. So Damn he man. didn't resign. They didn't make him, uh, they, didn't, they didn't fire him. But uh, the judge, that's what the judge did they gave him time off until he gets anger management training? But he popped her, and uh, so they didn't. And they said he was found not guilty. This is the police officer was found not guilty per the judge that she was done to allow him uh, such and such a time to get anger management training. Now that type of officer to pop a female in the face the way he did in the face. I'm sure she got broken forehead, broken bones, jaw bones, and everything else. And you're going to tell me that you couldn't find nothing wrong with that? Something is wrong with, with law enforcement. It, it, it's, just, uh, it's just ridiculous. No one, the, the law has gone rogue or whatever they call that. They've gone stone stupid. And they need to be brought under the control, and no one is holding them accountable for it. But once they start getting sued, you know, and see now the law, you can't sue, sue them like you used to if you found them so, so guilty, like some of the place. You got to really, you know, and that's, that's ridiculous. Some state won't let you sue. But the, the way if you are out there doing this type of stuff, if you start hitting them in the pocketbook where it needs to be hit, they'll start training them right and holding them accountable for their action and start uh, docking their paycheck. Because of the lawsuit, I bet you they'll start changing the way that they address people and the mannerism in which they deal with the law, too. Thank you. Well, one thing for sure, Joyce, we are aware that you cannot verbally abuse people. Uh, There are laws against verbally abusing people and recognizing that you can cause just as much harm with the way that you talk to a person. So... There was no reason whatsoever to talk to this senior citizen in that manner, especially when she was not corresponding with you in like way. You know, you have to recognize she was not a young, uh, she was not someone acting out of control. These people just were bent on not being fair no matter what. The person who was in the, the, the lift, 
looking for a ride hadn't done nothing to anybody. So why would you tell a person who's getting a ride to work, you got to walk to work? These people were not trying to act in a humane fashion at all. They were bent on acting ugly, uh, showing their worst side, and nobody was willing to stand up and say, hey, wait a minute, guys, uh, let's rethink how we're going to deal with this situation. We need to train our officers uh, to not just go along with the program when they are in groups. Somebody needs to be able to stand up, Nate, and say, hey, wait a minute, let's calm down. Let's see if there's not a better way to handle this situation. Exactly. Somebody should have stood there. That's why I said, who, who, was the, who was the senior officer on the scene? You know, use the person that's on the scene, the person who's the one that's got case charge and everything. He should have been the one that shot all that down. If he did have an issue with, with, the, um, with the female, what was wrong with him if he had to take it in? That's if he had to, he didn't have to. What was wrong with them calling out for a female officer on the scene to calm, to talk to the, um, talk, to talk to the lady to get her calmed down? And like you said, somebody should have enough sense to sit back and just say, hey, all right, everybody's calm down here. Because the thing where they were messed up at, where, they were, where, where, where the one that was in charge was on the scene, but he messed up at, she asked for a supervisor, sergeant. Sergeant never called. Sergeant never came out. If the sergeant would have came out and everything like that, a lot of this probably wouldn't even, even had to happen. When I was in the military, in, 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 in the Army, there was something like this always happened. We always got retrained, and especially if it went back, we always got retrained on how to handle that in the near future. We didn't wait. We got retrained ASAP on how to handle that, especially if there was an outbreak of it. Or somebody wouldn't have done something. That, I mean, that was uh, training Army-wide, not unit-wide, Army-wide and everything. So, And, and just like uh, I would say, that's the culture. That's their culture. That ain't the first time he did that. Now that's how he was trained. No, you was trained, but you didn't want to implement it your way. And everything, and you came out there looking for a fight, and you found one. And now you want to try to throw somebody under the bus, and that's how you were trained. Oh, they trained you to mm-hmm. cuss the old lady out, really? So, 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 mm-hmm. so they actually had a class that day on how to cuss the old lady out, and everything like that. So, so, so they gave you a class on how to snatch her out of the car, and everything. No, that's the wrong answer. That 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 is a bull face lie. And if I say if I slap on my dog on self, then did they train you for that? Because the thing what it was is that they when 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 when, when you bring extra officers there, you want to secure the scene, make sure nothing gets out of hand. They was the one out of order, not her, because she had the right to tell them want to sign that. That don't mean that's a jealable offense. And if they did have to take her, like I said before, what was wrong bringing a female officer out there? Somebody with a calm head, calling your supervisor, and say, hey, listen, I have an elderly lady here who's resisting. Um, please advise. What's wrong with saying that? When I was in charge of stuff like that, when when stuff when when, I, when, when stuff was out of my hands, when I ran into a situation, I got on the radio and I told them, I said, "Listen, I have a situation here. Give me some guidance on it." I've done that. Mm-hmm. So what was wrong with them doing that? All that could have been avoided. All that could have been avoided. And he was probably and the, and the original guy wanted to probably wanted the rest of He probably mad because she said no. He probably didn't even want to hear the word no from her, and she had a right to say no, regardless of whether, whether he liked it or not. All this could have been handled. That whole department needed to be retrained. All of them need to be uh, um, disciplined. And I got us in Flagstaff in, in Arizona. They thought some giving some time off. Send them down to Orlando, Florida with that foolishness. 
we got something for him. He just came to sit around here and just manhandling people because either you don't have a bad day or you don't like the answer that they give you. What what happened to the professionalism? What happened to the oath to serve and protect? You didn't serve that woman or protect that woman. You didn't protect her from your fellow officers. So in my book, you 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 are you are worse than a criminal because you you know the law and you was trained and you still uh, 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 mishandled that situation. So why, as far as I'm concerned, handcuffs should be put on you, not her. Thank you. And it just shows that when we have one way of doing things for long term, we are not changing with the times. Again, Audrey, there is so much sophistication in uh, things that are out there to make signatures uh, antiquated or old-fashioned. They could have simply took a picture of her. They could have uh, scanned her fingerprint. We are just turning traffic tickets into major offenses because we want to have a pissing contest about a signature. That's what it was. Yeah, too. it's definitely not about it definitely was not about her not signing the ticket. That definitely was not the case because otherwise we wouldn't be having this discussion because it never would have escalated to this point. It was too many options available in order to resolve the the situation completely um differently. Much better control, uh still with dignity for everyone involved. But uh there's some uh underlying layers of of a person again misusing authority, and really, someone said it. I think it was Miss. Um, I'm not sure who said it, but someone said that it was uh, really about the fact that they have just built up resentment uh, against certain mm-hmm. types of people, and so now they're they're carrying out their thoughts, and it goes back to our leadership. The leadership has just openly said, you know, hey. Go take them to jail or whatever. I'll make sure you get off. Or I can go in the middle of the street and shoot up and kill someone or whatever, and won't nothing happen to me. So it's just again we're seeing the ripple effect of what now uh, people have surpassed for years and years. And for whatever reason, we had enough people in place and enough rules that we were guiding uh, that they wouldn't allow those actions to come to the forefront. But now it's it's just open game. And I think Joyce have a very valid point. Uh, in essence, the, the plan may very well be to, uh, you know, just become frustrated with the system. It's not going to work in my favor. As a matter of fact, it may even work against me to my death. And we have an obligation uh, to step up and let people know how we deserve to be treated. Uh, We're not going to allow them to go back to a time where they could just um, step all over our rights and all over our citizenship uh, without there being some recourse. And certainly when they had the, um, when all the people came together and they had the conference, uh, it it showed that African Americans were ready and prepared to stand up and support this lady. Here you have this gray-haired lady who was uh, changing lanes. Now, why would you even want to, as a police officer, escalate something 
as minor as a traffic ticket to the point of uh, of arresting somebody, and again using this antiquated means of identification. So Joyce, we just need to just say, hey, we're tired of this and we don't want to see this, and allow our legislators to come up with some solutions so that they can send it down to these police officers and say that it is no longer acceptable to arrest people because they don't want to sign a ticket. Well, I think we can do better than that. We we don't have to wait for them to come up with a solution. We need to give them some solutions. When we, we make contact with them, we let them know this is what we we expect, and this is how we voted you to protect our community. We need to stop mm-hmm. having them to do things because they sit on their butt and don't do a damn thing until you really put some fire under their ass. So my thing is when you come with them, you better have a solution. You got to you gotta tell them what the problem is, and you got to tell them the, a solution is, what it is, and you tell them what it is that you expect for them to do in order to maintain their position, in order to why we hired them and voted for them. You got to really put that, that to the home, that to the forefront. Them know that they just can't sit there. We sent you there to do a job. Your job is to protect the people and the people in the community. You're not doing a job of that when you got them beating up on people. I'm a senior, hell. And there's no way, there's no way I'm going to let somebody beat my butt or even drag me up out of a car without somebody knowing about it. There's no way, you know. And for this guy to do that, you know, I mean, would you want somebody to drag your mama out like that? You know, that's how come he was showboating. That's a showboat move, you know, and he cussing at the same time, you know, and then he's going to resign. Well, he shouldn't have resigned. They should have fired him on the spot. And like you said, everyone is there guilty by association. That's their demeanor. It needs to change. His thing is to uh, uh, not uh, highlight the situation. He needs to, uh, uh, I forgot the word uh, that Miss Cheryl used the word about what he did, you know, with the situation made. But he needs to deprogram the situation. Uh, that's what he needs to do. That's what he was hired to do, you know. He he made the situation worse. He blew it out of proportion. He should have remained cool, calm. Uh, yeah, de-escalate. He escalated this issue, but his job is to de-escalate. Thank you, Andre. I knew that I had that word, but I couldn't remember what it is. But that's what their jobs are to do. As police officers, they're supposed to be trained. They're supposed to be the best when they go out there and put on that uniform. You're supposed that's to be right. specialized. And my thing is, you know, when I was a stewardess, we had refreshers training every year. You better know where those 22 oxygen bottles are. You better know where that first aid kit, they're 16 on a 747. You better know where they are. And you better know how to talk to a customer, you know, and the customer is always right. When a police comes with a person, I am the customer. It's not, you don't have to be in the store to be the customer. You the officer. And my thing is, if you want the respect, you got to earn that respect. And when he did her like that, you know, frame of mind, but I'm telling you, this is what's going on. They're trying to make black people think twice when you call the police because you want to say, well, damn, oh, okay, if I call the police, I wonder, uh, am I going to get shot? You know, somebody's going to die. That's what's, what's going on. You turn on your TV this afternoon, I guarantee you you can find something that has happened that should not be from a law enforcement, and then they turn around telling you they want you to give them 100% respect. Not all of them are like that. 
But like you said, the way he should have rolled was he should have asked for a female officer on the scene, please. I have a a, a, a 67-year-old a senior uh, black female that needs to be uh, constrained. Uh, she needs to be talked to her. Uh, she was being ticketed, and I was wondering, can I get a female office on the scene to explain to her the reason why it is important that she needs to sign the ticket? That's going the extra step. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Exactly. And who knows? He could have got a kadu. He could have got accolades from that, just the way that he handled the situation. But, no, he made the 5 o'clock news. That came on national news, by the way. That's how come I had seen it a couple of days ago. It's crazy. This is ridiculous. Something got to be done. But no, we don't. We don't wait for the, the 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 legislator to make the rules. We need to present them with some rules as to what it is that we expect and what we want from them. And that's the problem. They don't know because they're not willing to come out into the community to find out. So that's how come you got to bring it to them instead of for them to wait on them to bring it to you. Because when they bring it to you, they don't know what they're bringing. That's how come they ain't making no rules. Hello. All right, we're gonna take a break. And we'll come back and continue our conversation.
consider calling into the show today. We have a number of hot topics, and your voice needs to be heard. Thoughts, Love, and Reflections is your opportunity to make sure your opinion is heard over the noise of the media. James T. Deshaies is committed to bringing the voice of the people to the world stage. He'll select topics, but your voice will be the focus. So take time to spend with him and inform the world of your views. We can no longer sit back and let others tell us what to think. The cost of being a silent majority is too great and too many lives are being destroyed. The leaders around the world need to be put on notice that their jobs and careers depend on how well they listen. Call in on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 657-383-0309 or Thursdays. It is important that you know that we're on seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear. Those things that you're interested in talking about can get out to the world so we can all discuss them. Uh, Cheryl, let me uh, let me just uh, – I see Kathy is on the board now. Kathy, did you get a chance to see the video with the 65-year-old woman? I saw a little bit of it. I didn't see a video. I just saw the pictures. I'm sorry, but from what everybody was saying, it's a shame. And I I, I agree 100% with, with um, Audre that uh, something needs to be done because for um, that that just made me think about my mom, you know, with them pulling my mom out of a car. Oh, my God, you know. But only... Only with our community do you see that happening. I just saw another video of this lady inside of a store, and she used the bathroom in the store and threw it at the uh, uh, the attendant. I mean, and she was she was not black, but nothing was done to her. I'm saying this is something needs to be done. We need to come together collectively to see how we can begin the process of making change because this it has gone too far when they begin to not only have they been doing it to our our brothers, but now they're doing it to our elderly people. That's that's ridiculous. Is is it's be beyond imaginable. I, I just just I'm gonna look for it on on the computer now. It's 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 heartbreaking. I'll say that. Now your mother is still driving too, isn't she? Yes, my mom is 82 years old and still rolling around these streets. <laughs> yes. And that and that 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 is scary. The fact that some thug dressed in a police uniform could mistreat your mother uh, because he is not sensitive uh, to her age. Yeah, that's that's crazy, James. I'm just, I'm appalled right now. I, I really am. It's really disturbing, you know, to think that they would do that to anybody's mother, to anybody, period. It, it's it's it's, it's heartfelt. It, it hurts. It really does. And we need to do something about that. I don't know what, 
somebody has something on their mind now, if we need to start writing some letters, if we need to start calling, we need to do something. Uh, Cheryl, let me just ask you, uh, you recognize that there are a lot of elderly people in the church, and the thought that a police officer could not control himself when dealing with the mothers of the church, who sometimes get confused when they get emotional or they get uh, put in a position or where they feel out of control. You know, and, and you're right when you say that. And I would hate to think that even my mama still drives. Um, I have aunts that's in age, and they still drive. But, you know, even yet, not even talking about them, what about me? That's you know, right. if I was stopped and if I was treated in such a manner and I have, my children are very, very protective. My son who lives in Tennessee, I probably would not even be, from Louisiana, I probably would not have been able to hang up the phone fast enough for him to be at my door asking me, now tell me that again. I mean, the just to know that we have police officers out here, and like you said, it's not all of them, but that is protecting and serving us. But instead of doing that, they're abusing and harming us. You know, it almost makes you want to cringe every time you hear a siren because you don't know what the outcome would be. And I'm telling you, this this is not new for this police officer. This right. officer has been going through something, and something happens where this he's taking it out on the people in the streets. So that's why I say it is so important that the mental state of police officers are evaluated periodically because life happens. They see traumatic events. They can get upset over something that somebody may have done to their family member or whatever the situation is, and it could be something that they're dealing with at home, and they brought it out there. They should not be on the streets. It's get weaning out those, those that we have heard previous complaints about. And I bet you if you heard one complaint, you probably can go back a little bit further and see additional complaints. You know, just like what we saw as far as Zimmerman. When you began to look at his background and his history, and it's still showing up today, what type of person he really is and was back then and still is now, it's the same thing that's going on today. And we don't have to look deep. Are they just staying on, I mean, is the ones in charge just looking the other way? And why? And just like Joy said, we got to do something. You know, if we could just start Googling police officers who were arrested, police officers, you know, whatever um, complaints, 
and then narrow it down to your location and start dealing within your community on to those that we need know that they live in other communities. Hey, look, this is who you need to go to about this police officer and within your community. But we can't continue to let them stay on the street. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's life-threatening. Yeah, it is obvious that our chiefs of police are not paying attention to the kinds of things that are happening to their officers and how their officers are responding. And we should not be allowing these officers to cost our cities so much money. These officers are costing us millions and millions of dollars across the country, and we need to stop it and make sure they recognize that their jobs and their careers on the line. Let me uh, ask you, uh, Cassie, do you think that when they misbehave in this fashion, should they lose their pensions and their careers? I think so, because, I mean, this hasn't just started. This has been going on for a while, so I'm sure there has been some type of training going on saying, hey, we need to rethink how we are uh, stopping these people, how we are addressing them, how we are approaching them. So going forth, I say yes, they need to lose their pension, their job. They need to know what it feels like not to have nothing because when you do something to someone like that, it's like you're doing something to a, a, a stray dog that doesn't have anything. So, yes, something needs to be done about this. I mean, I'm with everybody else. We we need to do it today, like yesterday. And, uh, Nate, you, when you, they should lose that certification. So he shouldn't be able to, when he said he resigned, there should be an effort to, uh, to take away his certification so he can't find a law enforcement job anywhere else. And not only take a certification, um, take away his license to carry a, a, a weapon as well. Because if you acting like that, I'm scared for you to carry a weapon. You might just draw down on me, just like just like uh, uh, I forgot what I just said, because you don't have a bad day. So no, just 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 don't lose your certification for law enforcement. Lose lose your um um your um um your uh, your your license to carry a weapon. And on top of that. Uh, uh, how they make sex offenders? Uh, I, I be going one step further. How they make sex offenders sign a registry? If you lose your job in law enforcement for assessment, you should be able to, you should sign some type of registry and everything like that. Do them the same way you do everybody else. Because that would have been me who hit that woman in the Flagstaff. Judge would not have given me no time off of work. She would not have given me anything for either jail trial or probation or something. I'd have got punished. So. So we, 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 we need to force punishment and stuff like this. We can't sit up here and just uh, pat him on the back and say it's okay, he's law enforcement. No, that's the main reason why we should say so, because they are trained. They are trained to protect us. When I see a uh, law enforcement officer, I go and shake their hand. I say, thank you for being the frontline defenders to protect me. That's the key word. They are the frontline defenders of us. 
not the frontline attackers. And that's what they've been doing. They've been attacking and provoking situations. And enough is enough because we are scared to call the police. We don't know how it's going to turn out when they come up. We don't know who they're going to send out. We don't know who they're going to – I can't get on the phone and say, can y'all send Officer uh, Rabbi up to uh, up there because me and him got a good bond? They, they're not going to do that. So you don't know who you're going to get and what you're going to get. And, and a lot of times, too, and one thing I understand about law enforcement and, and a lot of the way in the military, majority of them are going to stick together. They're going to lie for each other. So you, so, so we have to force we have to force these things. We have to force town hall meetings and everything like that. And it goes all the way to the top with a commander chief of himself. Have you yet seen him have town hall meetings and talk about these things? He's not going to do it. He won't do it. At least President Obama, when he was in office, he talked about those kind of things. He talked about those kind of things. And when he addressed people, he didn't address just white crowds, I mean black crowds or white crowds. He addressed mixed crowds and everything. So the leadership... All that right there would happen in, in, in Georgia, that's a reflection of the leadership. And the leadership should be dealt with as well because how your leadership don't know one of your officers is, is not cutting up. When I was in leadership in the United States Army, I had to write counseling statements. I had to keep record of what everybody was doing. And when they messed up, I was held accountable for it. With Sergeant Wilson, that's your soldier, how you did not know. So if you're going to get him, get the leadership too. Thank you. All right, we're going to uh, take another short break, and then we're going to come back and give everyone an opportunity to have their final word.
This is James T. Deshay, the host of Talk, Love, and Reflection. Brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in at 657-383-309 so that your voice can be heard loud and clear. Uh, George, what is your final thought for this evening? Well, um, the only thing that I would like to suggest is that once we do start making communication with the legislature, we should uh, ask and to demand for a refresher training for the the officers submit that and um, uh, just give them some um, some obligations to to do. Um, that's all I have to say. Well, I'm George, I'm going to let you know that I'm going to look up the chief of police and the mayor of this city and see if I can get their emails. And uh, I will uh, send them an email about my thoughts about how this woman was treated and uh, and provide that to all of the rest of you. You know, we got to get in the habit of letting people know what we're thinking and what we're feeling about how police officers are handling us and the kind of work they're doing in our cities. And so that they don't just think that they're not going to get some kind of repercussion for their misbehavior. Uh, Cheryl, what are your final thoughts for this evening? Well, very, very good topic. Um, great awareness. Um, something that we definitely can are able to do something about, take action. Um, and just like I always say, whatever we're doing, we can always do more. All right, Nate, and your final thought this evening? I really don't have much to say is that uh, I would like for them in um, some kind of way to have a panel when they come to re, um, do a retraining that they'll put citizens on that panel too so they help them to, re- to write the training as well. And um, instead of just being all law enforcement, have, have the uh, citizens partake um, in rewriting the training. Well, it is so important, Nate, that you're right, that we have to have people from all different aspects who recognize that our law enforcement is seemingly going astray, and they think they are um, are just able to do whatever they want to the people who they're supposed to be serving. And so um, I understand when you are out there and you are you got bank robbers, you got uh domestic violence uh, people, you got uh all kind of different people breaking the law. But you need to know how to settle yourself down when you're dealing with the general public and people just uh breaking a traffic violation. Uh they should not be accosted Uh, for breaking a traffic violation. I want to just continue to thank all of you for your continued support, and I look forward to us making a difference when it comes to law enforcement or the issues that impact our lives in our cities. We have to be proactive and not sit back and watch things happen. We got to make things happen. 
take care, everybody, and I will see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Call in at 657-383-0309 so that your voice can be heard loud and clear. your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a faith Jesus.